Welcome to the Michelob Ultra Golf Show with Jeff Kolpak on 740 The Fan and 107.3 FM. That's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most! The Golf Show is presented to you by Michelob Ultra. Also brought to you in part by Fargo Park District Public Golf Courses, Barnesville Grocery, Moorhead Parks, Forest Hills Golf Course, and Wildflower Golf. Here it comes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow! In your life have you seen anything like that? Now, let's head to the first tee. This guy's pretty good. And here's your host, Jeff Kolpak. And this is opening day, if you will, for the golf show as presented by Michelob Ultra. This is Jeff Kopak for the next 20 Saturdays, 10 a.m. on 740 The Fan, 107.3 FM. 740thefan.com is the address. We will be coming at you with the world of golf from everything from pros, courses, players, you name it, equipment. It's golf. We talk about it. Thanks again to all our sponsors for coming along. Appreciate that. It's just been a... A great joy over the years to uh, to present the game, promote the game, and talk about the game. It's I know it's not the the greatest out, out, outside in the Upper Midwest, but we've been through this before, Greg McCullough, and we will get through this again. So you know, this is like me waiting at my mailbox, waiting for the Jeff Colpack invitation <laughs> to come on the first golf show. Yes, it's a tradition unlike any other. It's fantastic. And, you know, I I'm gonna uh, right or wrong because I've had you on every year, obviously. And we've done this a while, but I have neglected the introduction because I just assume everybody knows who you are, and that's not always the case because people move in. So, Greg McCullough, you've been a golf professional since 1986, graduated from the University of North Dakota. I didn't know this with a degree in accounting. I yes. thought that was a degree in golf. Uh, no, I you was— went to school. I, I, well, that's debatable. I got a degree. I went to school. I went to school. Yeah. I have an accounting degree. Yes, I got an accounting degree because I didn't have a clue what I wanted to do in my life. Yeah, I started as an architect, so yeah, art vandal. we're good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Fargo Country Club, 1986 to 1988. The Morad Country Club, 1989 to 1999. And head professional at Edgewood, where you currently are since 2000. Member of PGA of America since 93. Named Minnesota PGA Professional of the Year in 2020 and 2018. I'm not reading that at all. I just uh, memory. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks for having us. Where are we? Where, where are we sitting in Edgewood? I know it's it, it, it's snow this week, but again, like I said, we've been through this before. What's prep? What preps are you doing right now as far as getting getting things going? Well, you said we're, we're early. You know, yeah. we're early, but we're late. Uh, we haven't. Um, you know, we're, we're watching it obviously very closely and setting things up if we need to set them up. But we really. It's too early to tell exactly what's going to happen mm-hmm. and when it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so we've been, you know, again, we've got a great staff. We got great leadership at Fargo Parks. Um, they're they're fully in tune to what's going on. I, you know, and then we'll just have to kind of wait and see when we start to get some temps. Yeah, that's the key is to start melting and and melting in the right way. I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we're getting late now, so it, it, yeah. it's probably not going to do that. But I mean, we do have some things in our favor. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were dry going in. Agree. Uh, we have a lot of capacity. Agree. Uh, from my superintendent, Jason Spissner, he said there's no frost in the ground, so everything when it melts will melt into the ground, you know, so there's some, you know, that's another bonus. Mm-hmm. We do need a little 
you know, we no more moisture. That you know, that's a yeah. big that's a big thing for us now. Yeah. Um, you know, we got some last night, but again, it wasn't rain, so you know, snow is a little better than rain, and uh, we're still pretty optimistic. We'll you know, flood forecasts come out this week again, so we'll see. But we're we're preparing for what we need to do, and and I'm still optimistic. Depending on you know, again, no more moisture. That that that's the key, and then let's we need some temps. I would also add that a couple of those snows before this week were very light and fluffy, not a lot of moisture content. I think that'll make a difference, too. I know we're amateur meteorologists. Uh, we're no Denny Wallachers, but I think that that, that plays a part, too. It, it does. And if you look at, you know, we think we've gotten a tremendous amount of snow, and I'm not saying we haven't lately, mm-hmm. but we're only, we were six inches ahead of average going into yeah, last night so it's yep. it's we do have a plenty don't get me wrong and, and the basin is pretty full but we do have some positives there that that hopefully will help us all right what can golfers do in the meantime what what can we do as players you're a professional what what can we do to to maybe start getting the itch going well let's you know let's look at our body first we always say this and and i'm getting really old and i've noticed that the last two or three years for sure but get your body kind of moving we you know we've been stagnant this long winter and although the shoveling has been (laughs) old you know it does help us a little bit get moving around so try to get your body ready if you can and we have opportunities you know there's lots of places in this metro area now that have simulators that you can go at least start to you know get your body acclimated to what's going to happen yep greg mccall is the guest head professional at edgewood golf course in north fargo this is jeff kopak this is the golf show as presented by Michelob Balter coming to you from the Gunderson Jewelers studio. This is podcasted too, so anytime, any place, we are all over the world. The fifth largest AM signal in the country, too. A lot of it people is, don't know that. It actually is amazing when you go other places mm-hmm. and you start talking about where you're from. You know, you you get the NDSU football, you get the UND hockey, mm-hmm. you get the you know other things. But people, I mean, it's it's. We're worldwide, Jeff. I mean, that's pretty incredible. <laughs> it is. Uh, speaking of uh, of simulators, you go to a simulator. What do you do? Did you, I mean, you just don't whack it. Just uh, do wedges. Uh, uh, do you pay a whole lot of attention to your club speed? Those kind of things. The details. I I think you know simulators are great. Um, you can do it however you want to do it. And, and you know we've talked about this many times. Mm-hmm. In the spring or even during the year, we go out there and we just, we'll maybe make a one or two swings and all of a sudden the big club's out and we start swinging it. So we do get a little jump start with simulators or indoor golf at this time of year because you can kind of get a little bit of that out of your system. Yep. Um, I wouldn't worry about, you know, contact right away. Um, quality over quantity. You don't want to go out there and hit three hours worth of balls or hit, you know, 100, 200, 300 balls the first time you go out because then you're going to have to uh, relax a little bit after that. You'll probably have some sore hands or some blisters or, you know, movements that you're not used to making. Let's be honest, you can putt anywhere, too. You can putt in your living room. There's no shortage of, of drills you can do with putting. I just Google a couple of those. At work, I have the Orange Whip putter, the wand. I have a cup, and when I hit a wall in writing, I, I go start putting takes my mind away from things and uh you know it's it's a fun thing to do what are some exercises what are some drills you can do in your living room with your putter well i mean you want to try to practice direction 
more than distance probably on right. your carpet or your floor. So if you have a way that you can either draw a line or use a light, I mean, there's lots of lasers out there. Uh, you can use a level, things like that, to get your aim accustomed to where you think you're aiming it. I mean, I think that's one thing that we don't do as putters. Mm-hmm. Better players do it more. They actually know where they're lined up. And we all have tendencies. We either right-eye dominant, left-eye dominant, we're either right-handed or left-handed. And, and getting to know where your aim is mm-hmm. um, is a big thing. And you don't necessarily need to be perfect there, but if you're the same way all the time, we see even on the PGA Tour, uh, Zal Torres, I mean, you look at that putting stroke and you just you, you shouldn't look at the putting stroke. So, <laughs> But you do it the same way all the time, and, and you start to get your tendencies to where you're aimed. And if you actually know your tendencies, and it, it, let's say you're aimed always to the left, what does it look like to aim at the hole? Not that you're going to do it, but but your tendencies are key. Yep. At the forum right by my desk, I, I have the like I said the putting thing, and the floor is level. It's right to left. I'm going to be money on right to left putts this summer. You know the golf guards are are incredible, Jeff. Yeah. You'll have left to rights for the whole year. I know. <laughs> so you'll have to go the other way. You have to get it forward and backwards so you get it going both directions. Uh, before we take a break, Edgewood is is part. Uh, their season passes on sale right now. It's part of the five for one. Del, let's delve into that. What's what's uh, give the details of, of of season passes and and, and I, I love it because it's just um, you're on. I mean. Correct. So you can you can buy your uh, passes online mm-hmm. at FargoGolf.net. There's a, an array of passes. I can't remember how many passes that we have. We are fortunate to have the system that we have. Mm-hmm. We have five golf courses. We yep. have eight, two 18-hole courses. We have three nine-hole courses. We have a 12-hole course. So it kind of matches whatever you would like to do. And you can buy a single course pass. You can buy just the par three pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can buy a five-for-one pass, which includes all of them. So we're pretty fortunate to have that in our area. And the five for one, the five for one is probably the most used. It is. Okay. Um, I think part of that is you know uh, people maybe won't play all five, but they'll play league in a couple different places, or mm-hmm. they'll have activities in a couple different places, um, and it's a good opportunity to have multiple choices. What a marriage of great courses in terms of diversity. I, I don't know how many communities. I'm sure there are out there. I haven't looked into it, but there can't be very many. A community of our size to have that array of choices. Yeah, we're very fortunate, and, and everybody's done a really nice job of trying to, you know, when we've built courses, obviously we don't do that a lot, but when they were first built, we had a nine hole in Prairiewood and an 18 hole yeah. in Edgewood and a nine hole at El Zago, and we've kind of added to that inventory. And you are correct, we have a variety, which is really cool. We don't have that in this metro area. Again, we're very fortunate. Golfers are loyal. We, we appreciate all the golf that they play. We're going to get squeezed a little bit again this year, so we're going to, you know, we're going to do whatever we can to get you out there as fast as we can. But the opportunity to play a golf course that has no bunkers, no water, and is a short par three, yeah. two to, you know, two 18-hole championship courses. Absolutely. We're going to take a short break. This is Jeff Kopak. This is the Golf Show on 740 The Fan. We'll be right back. I saw you slam your club in anger and took the grass off its edge. I saw you look at me and wonder if I noticed. Back for the second go-around of the golf show. This is Jeff Kopak, joined by Greg McCullough in the Gunderson Jewelers Studio. Greg, the head professional at Edgewood Golf Course in North Fargo. 
have a little personal note this year. I didn't play last year, as as you know, as being a good friend. I had back surgery a year ago, February, and was recommended to take the summer off, which, uh, you know, when, you're, when you don't have something, it's the old adage, boy, you sure miss it. And so glad to be back. And I want to make a personal note on this because I, I took lessons from you. Yep. And that was in 2021, I believe. I played that summer, and it took a while because you totally changed my swing. And by the way, anybody out there, get lessons if you're struggling with your swing. It's well worth it. I was finally coming around late in the summer, and then things started giving away, and and I had to give up the clubs, and then had to take the whole uh, 2022 summer off. So my first um, my my first order of business when I get back is you and I when the driving range opens. I need to get make sure I'm doing those things you taught me two years ago. Yeah, it's you know I I we obviously are friends and we talk quite a bit and we missed you last year a lot. Um, let's yeah, let's get together and and you know there there are certain your your goals were to the fact that we needed to make some changes that you wanted to make to get better as yeah. you as you as you get older. You know, I think hopefully our you know we have a great group of PGA professionals in this town. I mean, it's incredible the the knowledge that they have, um, and so it's important that the golfer actually tell us what they want to accomplish. I mean, yep. is it is it a long term? Is it a you know is it just a band aid to get me through the weekend? What exactly do you want to accomplish? And I think we can attack it in that direction. And I bring that up in that I'm like a lot of you out there, and I was probably an okay player, and just over time. Just so slowly, the, the the handicap kept going up and up and up and never reversed it. And I'm talking over seven, eight, nine years. And it doesn't take long. You lose your, your good habits slowly. I mean, it was a slow death on the swing. And you took me, first of all, the grip was way messed up. And, and that just started it. And so, and you asked me, I go, well, let's start from from square one. And you looked at my grip and... Eyes were rolling around like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, again, right? You had you have some goals in in mind of what you want to do, and it, yeah. it is as we age, and it doesn't. You know, we don't see it maybe from uh, fifteen years old to thirty years old, but mm-hmm. but as you go through your career, your body changes, and again, it's a slow process because we don't necessarily notice it. Golf is kind of a good example of how your body changes. Oh, if your golf game has changed or your ball flight has changed, mm-hmm. it's a pretty good indication that your body is changing in some manner, and we need to kind of identify that to see what we can do to help you, you right. know, accomplish what you want to accomplish. Is that a flexibility thing? Do you, oh, for you, sure. You just don't. You're not as athletic as you used to be. Uh, you're not. And and again, our bodies change, right? We go instead of being tall and straight, we want to hunch over. Our bodies get tighter are you know for instance myself my hamstrings have been tight my whole life and now they're like unbelievable i went to the stretch lab and they were just laughing at me as like how do you ever <laughs> even, to the club. how do you function through your life but but things like hamstrings and hips and shoulders yep. those are three things that we don't on a normal day stretch those out in a manner that we need to stretch them out to be make that athletic movement that we're trying to make yeah so i was down in in the Phoenix area this winter, actually four weeks ago, and it was my first round of golf in a year and a half. So I go to the driving range, and the first, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes, I felt pretty good. And then, for no reason, the swing felt the same, but everything was just sculling right, and I'm on the driving range. I'm thinking, they're going to kick me off this course after four <laughs> holes. 
because it, it, it was it was scary because it, it felt the same, but then it came back and. And so I don't know. The moral of the story is just keep at it, I guess, and well, our and, tru- mind, and trust your instincts. And and sometimes golf tends to be a game of opposites. So if you're trying to do something, maybe you need to do the opposite of that. And our bodies are amazing animals, right? Mm-hmm. Our body functions, and then our brain starts getting in the way. And your body's telling your brain, or your brain's trying to tell your body what to do, and maybe it won't do it. So we have a really good. Uh, way as humans of messing things up mm-hmm. um, partially because we don't know what to do and partially you can't you know we play beside a ball we don't play in front of it or in back of it which makes a difference yep. we can't see what we're doing only thing that we can do is the golf you know let the golf ball kind of help you decide what's happening yep greg mccall is the guest head professional at edgewood golf course in north fargo this is jeff kopak this is the golf show coming to you from gunderson jewelers studio i'm not the only show around muni misfits is back Mooney Misfits is back for yep. year two. Year two. Matt Cook, Chris Larson, and I started it last year. Uh, we're excited about doing some more things this year, maybe changing things up a little. You know, I have a great marketing department at Fargo Parks that have helped us out. Uh, we spent um, all day Monday doing um, not commercials, but so- social media oh, videos. I can't wait to see that. Um, it was a blast. Well, we hope every- we had fun with it. We hope everybody has a giggle. So... You are on YouTube. How do, how do you find? Where do you, uh, yep, check you, us. You're, out. you're the visual medium of the check of the show. <laughs> yeah, good one. Check us out at on Muni Misfits on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, we are, you know that's the place to go. Check us out. We do a weekly show. It's in the morning. We're still trying to decide if we're going to change the time. We, you know, last year okay. we did it Fridays at seven a.m. Mm-hmm. We may look at a different time or a different day. But even we're live, so we want you to comment on what we got going on, or if you have any comments or questions, we also have it on there all the time so if you go out there you'll see a bunch of the videos we had uh amy olson on last mm-hmm. week uh she did a tremendous job you know she's she's a big year this year so yep. um you know check those out we'll, we're trying to get you know some other things we're as we go through our um cell phones with contacts uh you know we we do have some contacts that people maybe didn't realize they had if you if you look back. So we're excited about it. We'll have some special guests. We'll do some special things. We'll be on site at the Fargo courses. Before we take a break, I want to talk about the Discover Junior Golf Tour, which is a big deal. And junior golf is is so big in this town, and it should be because those are our future customers. We've been we've been talking about doing this for quite a while. Um, Chris Larson, Matt Cook, and I. Chris has helped us tremendously. Um, you know, we've been able to do some things with staffing to help us out. Tom Porton, mm-hmm. uh, Christian um, at Osgood, and Jack um, at Rose Creek, they'll be running it. They'll help us run it. But it is a, it is a nice deal. If you go out to FargoGolf.net, uh, click on Discover Junior Golf. It's for ages 7 through your senior year of high school. Um, so we have like nine U's that'll play at Os- or at El Zagel. We have U12s that'll play at the par 3 courses Prairie Wood, Osgood, and El Zagel. And then we have 13, 13 to 18-year-olds. We have one-day events at Rose Creek. We have one-day events at Edgewood. We have one-day events at Village Green. Mm-hmm. And we have two-day events, two-day events at Edgewood and Rose Creek a couple different times. We have two-day events at Holly and Detroit Lakes. Oh, nice. Um, so basically this is something that we're going to try to do. Obviously, as high school kids young men and young women, these are boys and girls, mm-hmm. we wanted to give them an opportunity to go play some competitive golf 
And Tom Porton, who is a college golf coach at a couple different places, has been trying to get us to get us in events, and there's certain things that you need to do to qualify so kids, both boys and girls, can get points so college coaches can start to see those kids online and and so we're working tom's working really hard to get points and and at some point wouldn't it be great to have a ajg event in town if we could or in the state of north dakota because we don't have anything like that right so you're going to see expansion of junior golf both from us steve widener junior golf tour is a great tour still will be there so there'll be more opportunities for us all events are individual stroke play tournaments membership fee thirty dollars and then $15 for each event. It, it depends on the event, It yes. depends on the event? Yep, okay. yep. So, like, the two-day events are $100. So, you know, you get you get a 30-day reg, or $30 registration fee to get you in, and then you can pick and choose which events you want to play. And we do have limited numbers. We, this year we just said we're just going to do this the right Sign way. Sign up now. Sign yep. up now, yep. We're, we're hoping that we're full by April 30th. Speaking of a former youth hockey and baseball parent, that's pretty affordable. I mean, that's really... We hope so. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. you know, again, we're, we're trying to give some opportunities there. Obviously, there are some costs involved, but mm-hmm. we want we want it to be successful for both, well, mainly for the kids. You know, that let, let's give them a competitive arena that they can start at a young age and keep it going all the way through their high school years. Wow. I'm just looking on the website, and this is... You guys have done some homework here. I mean, this is not just a one-sheet thing. I no, mean, this it, is again, this is right? Expansive. It, 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 uh, yeah. Tom Porton has done a tremendous job um, of expanding this, and you know, this has been something we've wanted to do for a little while. We just haven't had the resources necessarily. Uh, shout out to Bell Bank, Michael Solberg, and and everybody oh, there. Sure. You know, they're they're a big sponsor of this. They're going to get us off the ground. So we we're excited for some exciting things going on in junior golf. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Greg McCall is going to join us. We have some pros to talk about too, and like. Greg said Amy was on his show, and we'll talk about her and Tom Hoagie right after this. Backspin. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Hit down the Ah, yes, the golf show music, back for another run. I have no idea who does that, and I hope um, maybe I never find out. Probably get sued or something, but classic golf songs. Greg McCullough is in studio. This is Jeff Kopak. This is the golf show as presented by Michelob Ultra. Find us on 740 The Fan, AM 107.3 FM, website 740thefan.com. You can find the podcast. You can listen to us anytime, anywhere. We have some uh, pros that we need to discuss, would like to discuss, and Tom Hoagie, my goodness, through year-to-date, $3.7 million, 10 of 14 cuts made. He's playing in the Dell Match Play event this weekend in Austin, Texas, qualified for all major tournaments. FedEx points, 750. I want to start with that because you're more in tune to that. I was trying to look it up. But 750 FedEx points, he's almost qualified, is he not, for the tour championship and the What's it take to be in the top thirty? Well, he'll he'll need a, he'll need more points than that, but he's off to a great start. Okay. You know, we it it, it since the tour changed its schedule, you know, they run from August through August. 
you know, they're, they're six months into their year already. Mm -hmm. So they're halfway through it. So he's, you know, he's, I think 17th now, 16th, 17th, 17th now. Right. So he, he still needs to continue to play. And and again, the tour has set it up where you got to, you know, you keep accumulating points, but he's, you know, obviously he can pick and choose his schedule, which is key. Um, obviously he's exempt for the tour through next year, no matter what. Uh, but he's off to a good start. He still need, you know, he still probably could use a couple hundred points somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, making the cut at the players, that you know, that's a big deal. You go from zero points, zero dollars to, you know, triple points and um, a nice paycheck at the end of the week. So he just needs to keep, you know, keep playing like he's playing. I want to talk about the players and the unique nature of golf. He shoots a seventy-eight. He's about ready to get cut. And some player on 18, I can't remember, if he would have made his putt, Tom would have been had packed his bags, but this player missed it. It put the cut another shot uh, higher. Tom makes the cut. Then he goes and shoots a course record. And of all courses, TPC Sawgrass, which is one of the toughest ones out there, how do you explain that? It's, it's almost unexplainable. Yeah, you know, he had a tough day the first day. And he played way better the second day and, and probably left a couple shots out there. I'm pretty sure he thought he was done. You know, he he was <laughs> well he was yeah, he was he's making booking flights. He was making plans and and had everything packed. And and you you know, I think that's what makes golf different than a lot of other sports. You like you said, somebody misses a small putt on the last hole and mm-hmm. you think it's insignificant, right? It, I mean it lets those guy it lets those guys in at the end, but then all of a sudden you go out and you know, Tom Tom's getting pretty comfortable out there, and Tom still has that ability, obviously because he's been on tour to shoot a low number, and he and he went crazy. And wouldn't it have been great to see most of it? You know, I, have <laughs> I a, know. I have a pro. I have a come on, I, Golf Channel. I, I agree with that. You and again, we saw that we saw, I believe, three shots and and three putts of his. I think it was NBC. Right? NBC, yeah. and I and I understand. I mean, yeah. I understand it, but but as you're starting to go through it, and and he's. Seven, eight, nine under through a lot, you know, 13, 14 holes, and we just don't get to see any of it. Now, again, he's playing the opposite side, so there are th- some different logistics there, but it wouldn't have been great to see at least a few more shots. Well, somebody behind the headset's got to go, hey, we got a developing story here. This guy just almost missed the cut. He should have missed the cut. And now he's almost, he's threatening a, a course record. And they didn't show him until like the last two holes, maybe? Eighth, eighth, eighth hole. Eighth hole. Eighth hole. So his last two holes, yes. Hello. And I, and we're, you know, obviously we are looking at it, and I'm going just bonkers. You know, we're watching him every shot just because of PGA Tour, you can see the shots. We know how he's doing, mm-hmm. but you are correct. At some point, if this would have been somebody else if this would have been you know it, it and again it's hard as a director to get everybody all the time and you're and you're trying to get the lead but every once in a while to pan away and and watch a guy who's gonna shoot something no one's ever shot there you would think it would be a little more visible well journalism is fluid man you gotta roll with it you gotta you gotta, you gotta adjust been doing that all my life there you go you know you, you cover a football game and they're not all the same if something happens in the third quarter you switch gears and concentrate on that. I mean, or the last play of the game. I don't know. I just you got to understand what's going on in front of you. And it it again, right? We notice it. I notice it yeah. for sure because we're we're in tuned up where he's playing, when he's playing, how he's doing. How many times have you seen on a leaderboard? Let's say Tom is eight under, nine under, 
in fifth place. Mm-hmm. And they'll show the leaders through one through five. They'll even show the score that Tom is adding, but Tom will be on the second page. Yeah. It is amazing how many times that happens, and I don't quite understand it. Before we get to Amy and her year coming up, Tom is number 25 in the official world ranking. Unreal. Does Ryder Cup come into play here? Uh, you know, that's a great question. I, I think it does. He was left off President's Cup team. You know, I think sometimes this is, obviously he needs top six to get in. You know, mm-hmm. that, that might be something that that would be hard to attain. I'm, that's probably, you know, that's a goal, mm-hmm. right? You have to have a goal there for sure. He was he wasn't on the team, the, the President's Cup team, which he should have been, by all accounts. Yep. I mean, yep. even you know if you yes, and and the format, he, how good would he be in a foursome match where his he's number almost number one on tour in in iron play? I mean, how good would that be when you're playing alternate shot? It would be incredible. So to to answer your question, for him to get in, he's going to need to not go away for a couple months, right? right? He's going to need to keep his name kind of in there to do it. But I I would certainly think that that if he is going to be on a Ryder Cup team, here is a great opportunity. You just don't know how many opportunities you're going to get in his world. And, and, you know, if he could play really well for three months, I think it's possible. Top six are automatically qualified. Then the captain picks the next six. Yes. And, and you know, normally the way it's been, it's, it's and right, you can, you know, most of the time they go the next. Yep. You know, Jack Nicholas, who, who always went just the next, he goes, I'm not going to mess around picking and choosing. You know, Tom was let off the last one. Mm-hmm. Maybe you know, maybe it's like an all-pro deal in football. You missed the year you did should have made it, and all of a sudden you get in the next year. But he he he's got a chance. That I mean, think oh, about he's that. Right there, he's right on the doorstep. Somebody we know. Yeah. Who's Barbara South Hall of Famer? I mean, seriously. And look at it outside. Still recognizes Fargo, North Dakota, as, as which his is hometown. so cool. That's yep. so cool. And it took PGA Tour about. Eight years to yep. figure that out. He kept going, no, 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 I'm not from North Carolina where I was born. Put right. Fargo, please. Yeah, it that's took awesome. him that long. So Amy Olson's getting ready to start her tour in April. You had her on the show. Your impressions on what she needs to do, and, and I'm going to have her on my show here shortly. Oh, good. Yeah, so what did you glean from your interview? Give me a preview. What can I ask her? Well, you know, we we asked her what how life is going. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't really get into the tour, you know, the grind, just other things that happens on the tour, uh, more social aspects. You know, she's got I, I she's got conditional status, yep. so she needs to play, you know, play better. Yep. And I know she's you know she's always been a really hard worker. Um, I believe that, you know, again, golf is hard because you work doing something from somebody at a coach and you maybe change coaches and now you're working maybe on something else. So it's always that fleeting, that fleeting, what is the next best thing? Amy's tremendous person. Amy does a great job of, of, I think, trying to figure out what she needs to do next. And I think she's on track to do that in her mind. And that's the biggest thing. She's gone through this before. She changed coaches, and he changed his swing, and it took a while. I want to say it took a good year or two before she really felt comfortable. I don't know if she's changing anything now, but I, I don't. You know, I don't know what they're working on. Okay, 
But you're right. It's hard. And, and, you know, it's easy. It's hard for us to do it as normal mortals. But when you start doing it at the highest level, um, you know, it, it, it's you ingrain it a little bit more. But sometimes mm-hmm. it's it gets a little technical. And, you know, we are who we are. So you're always going to kind of work back to what feels natural for you. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to do as much as you can for you to get better with that natural aspect. She has great balance in her life, though, and she has a very. Uh, she's always been mentally strong, great athlete. We were talking about athletes earlier in in this show. You talk about being athletic. I gave her swing once to Larry Murphy and said, and it was a frame by frame. I said, analyze the swing, and he goes, "Oh my God, she's athletic." Yes, she she could have. I don't know. She could have been a great at anything. Well, and and if you if you think about what she does now, right? She she's plays pickleball she's she loves uh, that's right she yeah, loves right. pickleball yeah. and she's got to be really good she's at it got to be great at it right yeah. i mean most of the time those athletes the best athletes in the world mm-hmm. their hand eye is really good yep. or great and they're good at at certain things that they do so we hope amy has a great year and it, it only takes you know it's a confidence i mean it, it mm-hmm. it's You've done it all your life, and you may think you're terrible, and you're going to tell yourself you're terrible, and then all of a sudden you find something, and you you catch it, you catch it, and and that little bit of confidence is what, at that level, that that makes a big difference. This has been great. Thank you, Greg. You bet, Jeffrey. Thank you and the Fargo Park District for the support of golf in this community. It's a two-way street. We talk about this all the time. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. This is Jeff Kopak. We have one more break. Don't go anywhere. The golf show returns right after this. And we're back. This is Jeff Kopak. This is the final segment of the golf show as presented by Michelob Ultra, coming to you live from Gunderson Jewelers Studio. 740 The Fan is the dial 107.3 on the FM. Dial 740thefan.com for the podcast. Just call it up and look for the golf show and click it on, and it's that easy. Anywhere, anytime. Thanks again to Greg McCullough for joining us in the first three segments. We're going to segue to Not Far From Edgewood, we need people to take care of the course. Jason Spitzner is the course superintendent. Kind enough to take a few minutes to uh, see what we're got, we have in store this year. How's it going, Jason? Good, very good. Awesome. Um, I want to start with last year because the conditions were absolutely prime. Let's just give a review on how you got that course in North Fargo looking like it was. Uh, the weather was good. Uh, I've got a really good staff that helped me put it together, and you know we just kind of follow our agronomic plan and and push through you've had a lot of results have yep helped you've got a lot of experience here you've been um university of minnesota that's that was your bs and turf graph management you were in the yep. twin cities uh you've been around um what are, what are challenges of different courses so to speak is, is is the soil in edgewood different than the soil in the twin cities yeah you know we're up here in the red river valley where we've got you know a lot more clay and down the cities it's more of a you know kind of more of a a sand-based mix a little bit easier to deal with you know it doesn't tend to be quite so hard and get compact um you know the good thing with edgewood is it's very similar to what i had over soil wise and stuff at morag country club Mm -hmm. you know so it wasn't too big of a transition there but you know you get you get used to it and you just basically take a bunch of soil samples and it tells you what it's going to need 
What's the biggest challenge then in the Red River Valley? Is the is it just the the, the clay? Is it the soil? What what what's your number one uh, thing you have to deal well, with? It's always it's always the the water. Yep. It's always the Red River. That's the number one up here, and it's it's probably number one and number two. But soil wise, for the most part, our soil is very rich. Has a lot of nutrients in it. It may have some clay, but with it coming, you know. In the Red River Valley, it's very fertile soil, so that helps us quite a bit. We tend not to need quite as many fertilizers as we would, say, somewhere that's more of a sand-based green where the you know all those nutrients can wash out. Um, but challenge-wise, it's, it's always the river here. Everything else is is secondary compared to that. Well, let's address the old elephant in the room, Jason. The uh, flood forecast yep. came out this week. 95% chance of reaching 29 feet, which at 29 feet, I think the course would be just fine, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yep. We will do some sandbagging and that kind of stuff at 29 feet to keep it out of the bowl area. And, you know, if that's if that's the number, you know, we'll have a few issues on holes, two, three, four. But other than that, we should be able to do some sandbagging and keep it out of the bowl, which, you know, if we can do that, it'd be great. So... You know, I'm optimistic. We were really dry going into winter. The river was down. You know, we've had the snow, but if we can get a slow melt and don't get a ton more moisture, I, I think we'll be. I think we'll be all right. I think Greg brought it up earlier in the show too that um, there's no frost. Is that right? No, very, very, very little. Anywhere where we've had long time, you know, snow cover from in November, there's very, very little frost. So. As you, as we're removing snow and doing that right now, if you're kind of getting off of the path, it is actually very soft underneath there on the ground. So that should help as well, taking a lot of the moisture in as it melts. Jason Smithsoner is a course superintendent at Edgewood Golf Course in North Fargo. This is Jeff Kopak, the Golf Show 740. The fan is the dial. How do you handle, Jason, the emotional nature of, of forecasts, of floods, of winters, I mean, it, it can't be easy sometimes. Does it keep you up at night, or have you just been through this so many times that you know you just go to go to work? We're we're pretty used to it now. You know, the first few years, yeah, I worried about it a lot. Now, as I've been up here and dealt with it quite a bit, you know, there's there's not there's not a lot we can do. We just have to react to whatever it's going to give us. We've got our plans in place that you know certain levels. If it's going to stay under that 31 feet. We've got our plan. We'll get our sandbags up and get that taken care of. You know, we just go with the flow. Whatever, whatever we got to do. You know, we we can, you know, take those with a grain of salt. And it is what it is. We can't change it. We just got to react to it. Go go with the flow, so to speak. Yeah. Yep. Yep. If you if you let it stress you out too much, it will, and you probably won't stay around in the business or doing this for very long. Do you guys rely on each other? Greg's been through this a bunch. Everybody, every every golf superintendent, every golf pro along the Red River has been through it. Do you rely on each other, a little support group there? Yeah, a little, you know. We we bounce it off. I know having worked with Larry Murphy forever, we had, uh, you know, we've used the experience he had that Greg has moving over here and that I've gained from the 23 years being up here. And you just... You know, you try to get any clues that you can to, you know, see if you can find out what it's going to be, how bad is it going to be, you know, mm-hmm. get all the advice that you can. 
What's the plan this year as far as any improvement ideas at Edgewood? Is there anything you'd like to address? Is there a wish list when it comes to the, uh, well, the actual grounds? You know, we always have our wish list. Uh, you know, uh, our big thing right now is we're working towards getting a new irrigation system put in at Edgewood. So we're working towards that. Uh, you know, we're, we're kind of in the planning process. You know, hopefully we'll have something more solid in the next, you know, year or so. Um, the one thing that is going to be going in in August will be the synthetic range tee on the back of the oh, range yeah. at Edgewood. Yep. So we can kind of, you know, it's a smaller range tee. By putting this in, we should be able to provide a little better condition throughout the whole tee by being able to give it a break and, you know, use that synthetic tee. Do you know how old this? What they put in last year. Do you know how old uh, the sprinkler system is? <laughs> I mean, it's oh, ancient. It's, it, it's 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 old. I know they redid the pump station in like 1997. You know, a lot of the stuff, a lot of the pipe in the ground is from the 70s. Oof. How so often? Do it, you, it's, yeah. How often do you have to deal old. with that? Um. It's a it's a daily a daily issue. You know, you're always hoping that the pump station stays up and keeps running. Um, you know, we have we've been fortunate enough to not have a ton of irrigation breaks, but what has been happening is our glue's been failing. So, you know, the the pipe just separates from the pipe because the glue is old and it just its useful life is over. And you know, basically the pipe separates and mm-hmm. you have to go in there and fix it. When you replace that, is that going to have to shut the course down in the fall, or how how would how would that happen? I mean, you just can't. Uh, would it phased in? Yeah. Or? Right now, we haven't really have don't have anything set in stone. I, it really kind of depends on the contractor you get on exactly how long it will take. Um, more than likely, the course will be open while we'll be doing it. It'll just be kind of a disruption, similar to what Fargo Country Club did yep. last year. You know, a couple holes at a time, and kind of work their way through. You know, that's kind of the tentative plan right now you know i'd love to see a, a greens renovate at least uh resurface the greens with new bent grass and get that kind of going at the same time but you know all that is that's kind of just a wish list or you know we'd love to be able to do that you know do a, a slight renovation just kind of a you know renovate some some green complexes maybe add some size to some tees and stuff like that just to you know bring it into more of the modern modern type you know turf if you blow up number 11 green can i drive the bulldozer oh i'd love to get rid of that can one. I, <laughs> i'd love can, to can i can i push the bomb something just get some satisfaction yeah, out be, of all the three putts yep that would be great there's just no we just don't have there's a handful of greens out there where with the green speeds that we have we have one or two pin locations on the whole green yeah and yeah. you know we always try to have some variety out there but it's kind of difficult when we only have two locations to put a pin. <laughs> That's right. Otherwise, it's really not fair. Yep, no doubt. Hey, Jason, keep the faith. We'll be fine. Thanks for joining us. Yep. Thanks. Yep, no problem. Thanks right. for having me. That's Jason Spitzner, course superintendent at Edgewood. That'll do it for the first golf show of 2023. Thanks again to our sponsors. Thanks again to our two guests, Greg McCullough and Jason Spitzner. Until next week, hit them straight.